Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Big Mad True Crime, where we get big mad over true crime. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and this is In the News, where we talk about true crime happening right now all over the country and maybe near you. While I would usually cover more than one case in an In the News episode, today's case is one that requires its own. It is a heartbreaking case happening right now in Enoch, Utah. Small talk sucks, so let's dive in. From the outside looking in, Tasha and Michael Haight had the perfect little family settled out in Enoch, Utah, but little family might not be the best way to describe it because they were a family of seven. The couple shared five kids together with ages ranging from four years old, too young for elementary school, and 17 years old, almost ready to head off to college. For a full breakdown, they had a 17-year-old, a 12-year-old, two 7-year-olds, and a 4-year-old. Math being math would indicate that the two 7-year-olds were twins. They were a stunning family too. Today's world might even call them Instagram ready. Michael was 42 and Tasha was 40. They were in really great shape and could have easily passed for being in their 30s. Their family photos showed them smiling against beautiful backdrops and they look like an entire Pinterest page. Tasha was a full-time, dedicated, and attentive mother, and according to business filings, Michael was a pretty successful insurance salesman. His success provided a comfortable life for their family in a cute little neighborhood in Enoch with a Bob Ross kind of magical mountain backdrop to it. Though as perfect as things seemed, there was some change coming. A local who reached out to me actually went into Michael's office in late November of 2022 to cancel some motorcycle insurance. They said that Michael was happy, smiley, and polite, that he was chatty and engaging and had a huge portrait of his family hanging on the wall. I was able to speak to a few more locals in and around Enoch, and they all said the same thing, that Tasha was basically a selfless and joyful angel on this earth, and Michael was polite. That was the most commonly used term to describe him. Though Michael seemed to be polite and cheerful, he did say something to one local about losing his job. They can't remember the exact reason, but said that it may have had something to do with two companies merging, but that Michael didn't seem particularly upset about it. That he mentioned it very matter-of-factly, and then the conversation moved on. 
The Haights were extremely social people. Whether it was within their church, they lived in Utah, so it comes as no shock that they were part of the LDS church, or just within their neighborhood. There were dinners and playdates always on schedule, and as we learned in the Elizabeth Salgado episodes, the LDS community tends to have an open-door policy where my house is your house. Everyone knows everyone in Enoch, and the consensus was that the hates appeared to have the perfect life. But as we know all too well, things aren't always what they seem. According to KSL, police had responded to the house in the past, and based on the plurality of his statement, it looks like they'd responded more than once. The chief of police didn't go into specifics, but just last month, four days before Christmas, after nearly 20 years of marriage, 40-year-old Tasha filed for divorce. KTVU reports that Michael was served with the papers two days after Christmas on December 27th. The public doesn't know what prompted the divorce filing, though there have been some rumblings around town which I won't put in here since I can't confirm it, but divorce isn't a decision made willy-nilly in the LDS community. Several media reports state that Tasha's mother, Gail, came to stay with the family to essentially buffer the situation inside the home. In the same breath, though, I've also seen that Gail came to live with the family after her husband passed away a couple of years ago. Nevertheless, at the time of the divorce filing and holiday season, Tasha's mom was living with them. While the rest of the family lived in the upstairs of the house, KUTV reports that Michael had moved down into the basement. On Wednesday, January 4th, Tasha had an appointment scheduled, but she was a no-show. Family and friends got worried that no one had heard or seen from her, so they called the police to ask for a welfare check on the Height home just to make sure that she was okay. The Daily Mail reports that Tasha had visited her divorce attorney the day before and had attended a church event with one of her daughters that evening. Family had also spoken to Michael during that time frame, so I don't think that anyone thought anything terrible could have happened in the 24 hours before, but police weren't able to make contact with her or Michael, so the Salt Lake Tribune reports that a missing persons report was filed. I couldn't find any media reports on what time the missing persons report was filed, but the Iron City Police website still shows an active missing persons incident from 1.51 p.m. on the 4th. Regardless of the time the report was made, they weren't just trying to locate Tasha and Michael anymore, they were trying to locate the entire hate family. It became apparent that none of them had been seen or heard from the entire day. At around 4 p.m. that afternoon, after every attempt to contact the family had failed, officers made the decision to enter the home. And it's there, in what should have been their safe space, the place where just weeks ago they'd sat around the Christmas tree opening presents, police found eight bodies. Tasha, her 78-year-old mother Gail, the Hates' five children, and Michael. The entire Hate family was dead, having each suffered a gunshot wound. As far as I've been able to find, no one reported hearing any gunshots between the time the Hates were last seen and when they were found. The news of the Hate family tragedy rocked the small town of Enoch, which only boasts around 8,000 residents in total. It's the kind of small town you're born and raised in and frankly never want to leave. There's this whole we're all family here atmosphere, and it's not something residents are trying to break away from. The shock of the entire family, eight people having been shot to death inside of one home, 
was something no one could wrap their minds around. These victims were part of the Enoch family. This family, these victims, were all people the community had either gone to church with, gone to school with, worked with, or were neighbors with. So who would want to kill them? Police were saying there were no suspects at large and there was no threat to the public, but initially that felt impossible. That is, until the Enoch City manager stated, Evidence suggests that the suspect took his own life after killing seven others in the home. The suspect is 42-year-old Michael Haight. Based on their investigation, they believe that Michael killed Tasha, their five children, and his mother-in-law before turning the gun on himself, taking his own life. If Tasha and Gail wanted to defend themselves, since both were trained in how to use a gun, they couldn't. Because according to Fox 13, Michael had removed the guns from the home the week before. Though Tasha's divorce attorney told the Daily Mail that she'd never expressed any fear that Michael would ever hurt her, the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition told the Salt Lake Tribune, while any domestic violence fatality impacts more than the victims, we would like to acknowledge that this situation affects smaller and rural communities differently. They stated that homicides in rural communities are three times more likely to involve an intimate partner than homicides in larger cities. She added, The impact that trickles down to those who know and love the victims of small-town domestic homicide is profoundly overlapping. In doing research, I found an old newspaper article written by the Daily Spectrum in 2017 that listed Michael Haight as one of the Allstate Agency owners who collected and donated funds to the Dove Center, which is a nonprofit that provides support to survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault. With the news of the Haight family spreading fast across Enoch, crisis support was offered in the school district where their five children attended, but it was also provided in schools in surrounding districts as well. Outside of the schools, the mayor himself, who was a neighbor of the Haights, deployed a mobile crisis team to not only serve the law enforcement officials impacted by the scene, but also to anyone in the community that needed help. The heartbreak of the hate family murders spread so far and wide that the president himself, along with the first lady, released a statement saying they were mourning with the Enoch community. As Enoch always does, they take care of their own. While the community would have given anything to rewind the last 24 hours for any other outcome, raffles started almost immediately to ensure that each victim was given the service and burial they deserve. A memorial has formed in front of the house as friends, family, and community members drop off flowers and stuffed animals, doing whatever they can to show their love for the victims. In a photo by the Deseret News, you can see one church member sobbing as she places flowers in the snow. Family annihilators like Michael Haight have always been a tragic reality when it comes to the study of crime, and there has been a horrifying increase in their prevalence since 2000. Psych Central reports that half of all accounts of family annihilation took place in the first decade of the 21st century. 
83% of the perpetrators were cited as male. They also noted that 81% of family annihilators attempted to commit suicide after the fact, and the majority of studied murders took place inside the home. Going further into Psych Central's piece on family annihilators, they noted that family breakup was the most common cause, accounting for 66% of cases. CrimeTraveler.org quoted Jack Lavelle, a professor of sociology and criminology, as saying, The profile of a man who kills his family is a middle-aged man, a good provider, who would appear to neighbors to be a dedicated husband and a devoted father. All of this rings true in the case of the hate family. The murder of the hate family was a heinous and senseless act, and there's no way to ever understand why this happened. You can't reason with the unreasonable, and you can't make sense of the senseless. What we can do is make sure that the victims are remembered for what they brought into this world. Tasha was a selfless woman who was kind to her bones. Her entire existence revolved around serving other people. What was hers was yours. If you needed help, she was there. If you needed an ear, she would listen. And if listening didn't do the trick to ease the bad out of your day, her friend told KSL that you could expect to find a gift of her famous homemade bread on your doorstep because carbs fix everything. There has been absolutely no one who has had even a single negative thing to say about her. She was a dedicated mother and a member of her church, and she will always be remembered by the love she put into the world, never expecting a single thing in return. Tasha's mother, Gail, will be remembered as the kind and giving soul capable of raising a woman like Tasha. It takes one to shape one, and Gail dedicated her life to her family. Whether it was family dinners around the table, endless games of cards, or teaching kids how to play the piano, she was always there to include anyone and everyone in her joy. As for the hate's five children, they will forever be remembered as the innocent children who followed in their mother's footsteps. They were filled with joy and kindness, and you could always find them with a friend doing what kids do. KSL reports that when they learned one of their neighbors was moving away, they organized one last water party to make sure they had a fun-filled memory before they left. They'll be remembered for sharing their smiles, silly stories that always resulted in huge laughs, and playing any chance they got. Something they should have had the rest of their lives to do, but that opportunity was stolen from them in a senseless and selfish act that will never be understood. If you or anyone you know is experiencing any kind of domestic abuse or violence, there are people who are willing and ready to help. One of my favorite domestic violence sources is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. You can visit their website at thehotline.org, call them at 1-800-799-SAFE, text them by texting START to 88788, and you can even chat with someone live on their website. You are never alone, and I'll include their information in the show notes. For all photos pertaining to this case, check out the In the News highlight at the top of my Instagram profile at the Heather Ashley. To get access to ad-free and bonus episodes, subscribe to our Apple Premium or head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash bigmadtruecrime, where for just one whole dollar a month, your episodes are totally ad-free. If you love the podcast, feel free to leave a review. And if you have a case you'd like to hear covered, share it with Big Mad True Crime on social media. All cases are covered by listener request. I'll be bringing you a brand new case next week, and I cannot wait. But until then, we out. 